0: Welcome to the Anointed Teaching preached at Church 316, the Youth Arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. Amen. I'm excited this morning because, um, aside from workers' appreciation, um, I'm also excited. Please open your Bibles with me to Hebrews 6. We're going to read the use the Message translations. Please open Hebrews 6. Someone else, help me open Ephesians 4 verses 14 to 16. We will start with Hebrews 6 verses 1 to 3 and I'm going to read the message translation. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hebrews 6 verses 1 to 3. It says come on, let's leave the preschool finger painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. I want you to tell your neighbor, say, grow up in Christ. Hallelujah. It says the basic fundamental truths are in place. What are these truths? One, turning your back on salvation by self-help. We established that the last Sunday that we could not, and we still cannot pay the price for salvation by ourselves. So Christ came to do it. So you're trying to justify yourself by your righteous act it's futile and is impossible so we're supposed to lay that aside number 2 and turning in trust towards god so we said romans 10:10 10, 10, with the heart man believes with the mouth confession is made unto salvation that's you turning in trust towards god and accepting the finished work of christ number 3 baptismal instructions please open your bibles with me to romans 6 read that. I'm also going to read message translation. If you're there before me, please feel free to go ahead. Romans 6 verses 1. It says, so what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving. I should hope not. If we have left the country wherein sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you you realize we packed up and left there for good? This, This is what happens in baptism. So there are two types of baptism. There's water baptism. There's fire baptism. Fire baptism is baptism of the Holy Spirit which comes with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is not proof that you have the Holy Spirit. The proof that you have the Holy Spirit is the fruit. So you can be wicked and you will still prophesy that's why you see pastors that beat their wife they are anointed beaters they are prophetic wife cheater, cheating as a wife and cheat as a husband prophetic, they are prophets and they cheat they use. They show you a level of grace by sleeping with young people uh-huh. that, that's how they, you tap into their own grace, it's not by own, laying on of hands So, the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is not the gift. It's not Speaking in tongues is one of the gifts. It's not the gift. Because without you, please, did David not prophesy? How many prophets were in the Old Testament? How many of them were born again Christians? No, no, you read your Bible now. How many of them were born again Christians? Did they prophesy? That tells you that the fact that you prophesy does not mean that you are born again. If there is someone in the hall... That needs a prophecy and you are a yielded vessel, God will use you. Because God used donkey. Is donkey born again? After all, his prophet did not hear. That's Balaam. Right? Always make Balak and Balaam. Is Balaam, maybe? He did not hear that God told him not to curse the anointed of the Lord. So as he was stubborn, God used goats. God did not even use fine fine animal. God used. So in case you are puffed up, a me prophetess of the most high. Be coming down. It's not a proof that the Holy Spirit is working in you. It Might be a proof that there is someone with an expectation in the all that God cannot use the person to prophesy to the person, then God use you. So can our shoulder parts come down for a second? So let's all just in case somebody has been bragging. Ah, Amy, if I just sit like this, or oh, we bear she bear second in command. let the person, just be coming down. Yeah. So let's come back. Verse 3 says... Okay, no, I think it's verse 2. It says, this is what happens in baptism. So we've established two baptisms, water and fire. Fire is the Holy Spirit. So this is explaining water baptism, which is happening this Saturday if you have completed your believer's class at the Fountain of Life Church. It says, this is what happens in baptism. When you went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water... We entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we were lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we were raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father. Let me pause there now does not mean that everyone that prophesies is not filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says in First Corinthians, it says, test all spirit. So now that I've told us to bring our shoulder pad, does not mean that you now see someone prophesying. you now say, ah, you know what, did you see my nose? You now see it. the Holy Spirit will, will help you to get it. Does not now mean that you would despise the prophet and the prophecy. Because then you will miss out. I'm saying be discerning, which is also evidence that you have the Holy Spirit. So if you cannot discern, eh, it's like the blind leaving the blind, leading the blind. The Bible says that two of them, are Kunga, last, last. let's come back to the scriptures. Verse f- 3, uh, three, 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 three five, five, six, Okay, five. Each of us is raised into a new light-filled world by our Father, so that we can see where we are going in our new grace sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ—a decisive end to that sin miserable life. No longer at sin's be- every beck and call. What we believe is this: if we could include in Christ sin concrete death if we get included in Christ's sin concrete death we also get included in his life saving resurrection we know that when Jesus was raised from the dead it was a signal of the end of death as the end we established that two weeks ago that death is no longer the end for a believer never again will death have the last word when Jesus died he took sin down with him But our life, it brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue. You know like those people that travel to UK for two weeks and they come back with accents. That's your new way of life. You are done like this and come back like this. Automatic, you have accents. Collect your, British accent with, you know, your Jesus accent with your full chest. So that's what we have become. We now have a new mother tongue. And you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to Jesus. That is what Jesus did. So if you want to know about baptism, that's what it is. That's the sole purpose of the resurrection of Christ. Like we said the last time, if Christ died and did not resurrect, problem. If he did not die, problem. But thank God he died, he resurrected so that you and I can have a new lease of life. Now let's go back to Hebrews 6. Let's finish, um, let's finish it up. Hebrews 6 verses 1, just finish that up. Okay, then that's baptismal instructions. Laying on of the hand. You know, laying on of the hand is to impact spiritual gifts. That's why Paul told Timothy. He said, "Stir up the gift of God that was impacted to you by the laying on of the hand. But if empty vessel, lay hand on empty head. Answer the question yourself. That means watch who you give your head to. To lay hand on you. Be discerning. Let's continue. Resurrection of the dead. We established that last week. There are going to be two resurrections. The first for believers and second for everybody to face the white throne judgment. That's in Revelation 20. You can read that also at home. And then eternal judgment, which is Revelation 20. When the book of life is opened. And then all of us, we collect our report card. As you did on earth, we collect your report card. It says, God helping us. We will stay true to all that. But there is so much more. Let's get on with it. Let me tell your neighbor, there is so much more. So we can't be preaching, give your life, give your life every day. You are not nepa. You can't be offering and owning your Christian life. So when you come to church, you will own it. So there is so much more. And that's, by the grace of God, some of the things that we will be looking at today. Um, And then um, God will give us grace. Now, please open your Bibles with me to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 if you are there you can say amen Um, verse 14 to 16 message if you you will okay I'm there it says no prolonged infancy amongst us tell your neighbor no more baby it's time to grow up you see if you're a parent and you had a 3 year old child that is still asking for breast milk. If the husband does not complain, the mother herself will complain that something must be fundamentally wrong. Or you have a, an 18-year-old child that only wants to be drinking Cerellac and infant meal. When you see pounded yam and amala with beggary and a wedu with brokotaw and goat meat. In case you have not eaten, the Lord will help you. And for some Tush people, you see some nice Chinese With some spare ribs. With some stir-fry vegetables. And some shrimps. No, not shrimps. Prawns. Kingfisher prawns. And some nice vegetable or... um, What do they call this other salad? Vegetable salad or ah, Italian salad. With some nice Italian dressing. Or some calamaris. You now have some chapman or shamdol. Because I should not say champagne in the house of the (laughs) Lord. And some nice cold water that went to prison in abroad, not Nigerian prison. To go down with it. Let's come back. No more infancy amongst us. Please, even put please. Paul is even nice. You know, Paul is always sarcastic. He will say Galatians. Oh, Galatians, who bewitched you? If I say that now, you say "She, she insulted my emotional health my emotional well-being was traumatized so Paul has said the balance he said please let me beg your neighbor say please no more infancy. you are not Nepalite you cannot be taking your life and giving it back to Jesus give it once and for all and begin to grow every time we do altar call you must stand up and your middle name is not altar No more prolonged infancy amongst us, please. You know, I'm happy there's workers there. So just imagine I'm talking to you as a worker. Hold on, you can take it. And in case I offend you, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, <laughs> that you forgive me in advance. Please, me to please you. <laughs> I'd like Paul be listening. You know. We will not tolerate babes in the wood. Small children who are an easy mark for the impostor. It's Paulo. It's not me. So you want us to be babying you? They shout at me. They say I should come at five o'clock. I should come and pray. It's only us that know how to pray. They say na- I've not even said nine VG. You are already complaining. I've not even said fast thirty days. Three days in a month is problem. By the way, fasting is starting tomorrow for three days. Three days. People are ready. You can't even clap. God bless you. H o d o dollar. As I God will be giving her more dollar because she's ready in and out of season. So let me say the currency that came to my mind. Let's stay in the word of God. Let's go. Time is going. Time is going. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth, and tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. Is every breath. And blood flows through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Then you go to, I'm sure if you use a Bible, you will see it says, the old ways has got to go. Check your Bible. That's the edda for it, for message translations. It says, the old ways has got to go. Then it goes on to say it. I'll encourage us to finish reading this. It says, so I insist. It's not a suggestion. I insist. I insist that if you claim that you are called by the name of the Lord, there are certain things you cannot be found doing. I insist. God forbid that we will call the name of the Lord in vain. That is why power has not stayed in the church. Because we are blood the line I insist that we cannot continue to baby ourselves. With issues of repentance and salvation. We have to grow into the deeper things of God. He says, so I insist. And God backs me up on this. That there would be no going along with the crowd. Culture does not define you. Social media does not define you. There will be no going along with the crowd. The empty-headed, mindless crowd. They have refused for so long to deal with God. And they have lost touch, not only with God, but with reality itself. When people begin to sleep with dogs, they have lost touch with reality. When they begin to eat poop, we have lost touch with reality. And don't squeeze your face too fast. Because everyone has to check himself. You might not be eating poop, but you know what you're eating. You might not be sleeping with dog, but you know who you are sleeping with. And it might not be a human being. You know the habits you are sleeping with. You know the inordinate affections and desires that you are sleeping with. You know them. So lest anyone judge us. Let's judge ourselves and stop playing church. Because if we don't tell ourselves the truth, we will continue to babes and nobody gives power to babes. I, I was holding a needle this morning. And my, my four-year-old saw a needle and he grabbed it and I had to tap him. After beating him, God says, that's what happens to some of you. God is holding a needle or the world is holding a needle and you rush to grab it without even understanding how dangerous it is. And when God reprimands you, they don't love me. This God is fake. I pray for iPhone 13. He gave me iPhone 6 before, because 13 will kill you. Because the only thing you will do 13 is 13 with TikTok. then we blame God. But nobody gives power to a child. Will you ever give your car key to your 8-year-old niece? If that child should cross the car, they will not arrest the child. They will arrest your irresponsibility. The only person that will go to jail is you because you are irresponsible and God is not irresponsible. God is a loving and a responsible father. So he will not give us certain things because we don't qualify for it yet. So we need to tell ourselves the truth. And we need to search ourselves. The Bible says that you remove the log in your own high first. Before you look for the speck. So look at those things that you are doing. That Twitter might not be mentioning. But you know the Holy Spirit has been telling you about them. It says they can't think straight anymore. Feeling no pain. They let themselves go in sexual obsessions. Addicted to every sort of perversions. You know you are still masturbating. But because nobody sees. But you forget that we serve a God that sees in secret. And don't tell me you cannot get over it. You can. You have refused to. You know you're addicted to sex. But if the girl should tell you that I have HIV now, or the boy should tell you that I have HIV, the same way you arose, you will go down. You no, know, let's tell ourselves the truth. So if HIV can scare you, how much more the living God that can snuff your life out in a bit? Don't tell me your prayer is what is keeping your life is by his mercies. We know those numbers that we change when nobody's looking. We know. So let's check ourselves. And we are Christians. I know this Christian race is not by walking. I don't have to walk. I just have to be. But when you be, there's a new layer of life. You see, the way God explained it to me, when you relocate from here to UK, you know it's worse there because they drive on the left side, we drive on the right side. Let the Holy Spirit enter you. You get to UK, go and carry car and be going. and don't know that the side is different. You will just sleep in jail. Maybe from the jail, you will get permanent residence. There is a new way of life to live there. So what do you do? You learn it don't go there and assume. So what we do is we accept Christ as my Lord and Savior and because sin has no dominion over me anymore, you don't want to learn the new way of life. You just want to live in your old way. Paul is saying no. I insist it's not possible. You have to know the new way of life. And that's why those that are led are the ones that are the sons of God. They are led by the Spirit. The one of the name of the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Jesus said that he will take what is mine and he will reveal to you. So if your Holy Spirit is not teaching you, you bought Okirika. If the only thing your Holy Spirit is is when you are feeling goosebumps, it's fake. Your Holy Spirit must correct you. He must instruct you. He must teach you. He must teach you the nature of Jesus. And tell you that this life is not for Jesus. This habit is not Jesus. If your Holy Spirit is not telling you that there's something wrong with that Holy Spirit... This Spirit is just for big boy. Ah, Namio, Archbishop. Yes, my time, my time, my time. 20. There is no life for you. You learned Christ. There is a path to learn in Christ. I was telling you, I think it was myself and Finn that were talking. If we did not need to learn Christ, Christ need not live three years before his death. If all he needed to do was to come and die. At 30, he would have come, announced. Because the only thing that connected us to him was communion. So at 30, he could have come, find the 12 disciples, because 12 represent government, right? So he could have found the 12 disciples, sit with them at communion, break bed, die, we would have been, we still been saved. So he lived three years to show you and I how we ought to live. Are you wasting the three years of Jesus' life? Are you wasting the example that is set before us? That's why Paul said in Hebrew, he said, looking on to Jesus, you want to know how we survive in this life. We keep our eyes on Jesus, not on culture, not on your pastor. I am your pastor, but I'm telling you, not on your pastor. You keep your eyes on Jesus, you take your standards from Him. Because people have put men and women of God on pedestals. That's why they will ask you to remove your pants, and you have no decency to say no, because it's your Papa. Scripture says the eyes on Jesus, not eyes on any pastor. Eyes on Jesus. Tell your neighbor eyes on Jesus. It says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So a pastor comes and tell you, "Let me show you a level of grace," and that level of grace is not by laying on of hands; it's by you removing your parts. You tell that pastor, "Keep it to yourself." With all boldness, you even put Papa Sir, No like the way Paul used to do it, Papa Sir. Keep it to yourself. Give your grace to yourself. Let's come back to scriptures. It says, my assumption is you have paid careful attention to him. Being well well instructed in the truth. Precisely as we have it in Jesus. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. That's why 30 to 33 years of Jesus' life, you have no excuse of ignorance. Ignorance. And I mean, I do mean everything. Okay, everything. And I do mean everything connected with your old way of life has to go. It's rotting through and through. Get rid of it. Does it say God will help you get rid of it? It says what? You. You get rid of it. Get rid of it. And then take on, whose responsibility is it to take? That's why when Jesus was going to that, he said, it is finished. I have finished my work. I'm not going to help you to do anything else. You take it on. The entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life. Is it a Instagram and TikTok defined life? It says a God-fashioned life. It's not even a Bill Gates life. For those of you that are just following economically sound people, and for first 50 kind of people. It's not a fob-inspired life. A life renewed from the inside. And what? So we're not looking for perfection. We are just looking for commitment, dedication, and obedience to the leading of the Spirit. Nobody's waiting for you to be perfect. In fact, nobody's perfect. When you attain perfection, you see Jesus. I mean, literally. So don't say, oh, they're trying to set a high. standard." Have I listed any sin you should not sin? Have I said you should not drink? Paul did not even say it. It's just telling you the way of life that will inform the things that you should not do. Oh, my time is almost up. God fashioned life. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces its character in you. And it goes on to list a couple. You can read that in your spare time. Ephesians 4. You can read from the beginning to the end. So, God has called us to get rid of baby kind of things. And I wrote in my notes just because of time. We'll look at four things that we need to pay attention to that informs every other aspect of our lives. And the first one is abiding. Why is the first one abiding? When you become a member of a new country, the first thing you do is you change your location. You begin to abide in the country of residence. What is abiding? Abiding means to remain stable or fixed in a state or a place. To conform or to continue in a place. You now have a new life that is in Christ Jesus. How do you know the tenets and ethics of that life if you don't abide in it? Psalm, Psalm 91 that we see every Sunday says, He that dwells in the secret place. There's a calling for us to dwell in the secret place if We are looking for power to return to the church. We have to dwell in the sacred place. We have to abide to stay with God. We have to overcome the concept of time. You know, some of us have not even prayed 30 minutes. you are already doing like this. Some of you will even be nodding. Because the yes, AC, you know, have AC in your house. Oh, chill. Ah, oh, Pastor, I'm seeing vision. If I had the message, I can see it. Oh, oh dear, oh deep. You abide. You stay. I know this is crazy for counterintuitive generation that you know we want everything a willow sharp sharp. But for God, it's not that way. You stay with God. You abide in the secret place. I found a couple of scriptures. I'll just read through them quickly. You stay in His word. Joshua 1, 8, this book of the Lord will not depart from your mouth. Psalm 1, verses 2 says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. You find the scripture and you repeat it over to yourself. You see, don't struggle to read the entire Bible in six months. I would rather you read it in five years and it becomes your life than you read it in six months and all you have is letter but no spirit. Because once have you read the Bible? Uh, what do you read it? Today, five chapters. What do you hear? Nothing. What can you remember? Zinch. I would rather you read one verse and go the rest of your day and say, in him was light and the light was the life of men and this light shines in darkness and you keep it to repeating to yourself. In him was light. So if in him was light, that's what meditation is, is you repeating to yourself over and over and you get to a point in your life where everything looks dark. I mean the report card of your situation is darkness, but because your meditation has been, in him was light, and now I am in him, and then you look at that darkness, and you say, ah, otishilewo, because in him was light, and the light was the light of men, and this light shines in the darkness, and darkness has no choice, and darkness cannot comprehend it, and suddenly the seeming dark situation that you are in has no choice but to give way because the Bible says that God has exalted his words above his name uh, my Bible says uh, that once has it spoken, twice have I heard it uh, that all power in heaven and on earth belongs to God uh, so if Jehovah rises up and says good night suddenly Nigeria changes to China time and we're in night that's the God that we serve but if you don't meditate, how do you know it? We have a generation of people that read the scriptures or hear the scripture on stage but it hasn't become life to them and that's why it's not producing. So you have heard me say it, you will not remember it again until one day there is darkness you will not say it and then it will not be like the sons of Skiva. The darkness will not tell you. Eh, ye, I know. Yiko, I know. Who are you and the darkness will beat you blue, black, purple. And you will come back and say, my God has failed. No, my God has not failed you. You have failed yourself. We need to begin to tell ourselves the truth. You see, in this kingdom, we win by was written. If Jesus can be tempted, you are not <laughs> Jesus' elder brother. Don't think that the devil will not tempt you. And if anyone that preached to you, tells you that coming to Christ is a get-away-through pass, out of problem, they have lied to you. I'm sorry, but the person will lie to you. Christianity is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It is the even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with me. And I know that at the end of this shadow, I'm going to sit at a table that he has prepared before me in the presence of my enemy. I will eat it and then it will anoint my head with oil because as I'm eating, I am shining. That is the assurance that we have. So we abide. We learn about this new way of life by getting into the scriptures. We meditate on it. You know the way someone tells you that you are too fat, and anytime you look at the mirror, you say, Ah, horrible. See, the it's coming. That's the same way you do to the, the word of God. Look at yourself and say, This is life. This is the new life I have in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not live after the flesh. I am led by the Spirit of God. You go and they think, are you mad? You say, hey, I'm conversing with that which is within. Because I know that the things that we can see are temporal. But the things that we cannot see, it might look like I am broke. But I know that Bible says that when people are cast down, I will say that there is a lifting up. So it might not look like it, but you know that you don't operate the kingdom of the world anymore. Because you have a new language, you have a new kingdom. But how do you insist if you don't know the word, if you don't spend time in the word, if you don't meditate on it? Take that one for God so loved the world and sit with it. I am loved. I am loved. God loves the world. Jesus died for me. You take that word and you meditate on it until it becomes your life. And see how one word from God will produce. The only way Jesus overcame the temptation of the devil was it is written. He didn't call down angels to fight for him. What written do you know? Not that your pastor told you. What written has become life to My time, my time, my time, Holy Spirit. So spend time in the word. Spend time in prayer. First Thessalonians 5.17. It says, Pray without season. The dosage for prayer is always. And you don't have to number all your neighbor must know. Because the kingdom of God survives violence. And you will punch the wall and the violence speak the word. You don't have to punch any devil. You don't have to use broom to sweep the floor. Because you are packing the devil out of the way. You pray the word of God. You spend time in the love of God. That's one thing I think we underemphasize. Some people don't know how much God loves them. That's why you need that boyfriend that is beating you to validate you. You need that girlfriend that is cheating on you to validate your ego because you don't understand that you have been bought with a price. You cause God, God. Somebody did not get that. You cause God, God he bought you with himself. When you come to the realization of how much you are loved, someone tells you if you don't, you say if you serve, don't. Because you know that you are loved. I'm not saying don't love people. I'm saying they don't complete you. You are already complete. The only completion you need is you and God. Now if you are waiting for man to complete you, that's why they will bring second wife to you after 17 years. With baby to join spend time meditating in God's love. What that does is that it builds your self-worth. You find that in Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2. Because of my time, please read that at home. Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2. And then when you don't spend time understanding the love of God, that's why Christians are judgmental. Because what you don't have, you can't give. If you don't come to the realization that this is your only, that you feel that you only pass. Is by grace. When you see your brother sinning, you will use your shoulder pad to kill them. But when you realize that what you are is a product of the love of God, when you see someone sinning, you will be compassionate enough. It amazes me when people don't turn up for evangelism because you don't know what they are, what's going to happen to them. Do you know what will happen after rapture? Read Revelations. So you have accepted Christ. You and I have, right? And we get raptured for a thousand years. Ask yourself, will your brother be tormented? A thousand years. And you know how rapture is going to happen? Bible says within a twinkling of an eye we will not go. Imagine that your unbelieving cousin is flying in an airplane and the pilot is a believer. Koto Shebai, pilot in law. You have refused to preach to him. Oh, then fly Lord America because of a jagba. As his jagbaing, pilots have migrated. I wonder who will land the plane. It's scriptural. He said that two people will be sitting. If husband and wife, you'll be sleeping together like this. One will just go, the other just say, ah uh-uh, ah, shock me. <laughs> if you understand what will happen at rapture, you will be compassionate when you see someone sinning. You will intercede for them and you will tell them about the love of God because you know you have read. But in fact, if you don't read, how do you even know? You know what will happen when rapture happens. You don't want anybody close to you to be caught up. It's a thousand years of torment. And that is actually reserved for the Jewish because the Jews will then come to the realization of what they have missed. So God will help the person that you have refused to preach to because I don't want to be caught on fresh by speaking the word of God. Ah, oh, Jesus is Lord. So, abide in God. Wait tarry in the presence of God spend time with God I know it's counterintuitive because in a world that we want to quickly achieve you see I found a man that spent time with God and suddenly the feet of that man outran the chariot of Ahab Ahab I've never seen a man run faster than horses that's Elijah he was waiting on God praying and saying go and check you see this wait on God is not passive waiting it's active waiting and when he saw the end of rain he said Tell Ahab, God is the rain is about to come, and Scripture says when God's hand came upon him, he out. I don't know. if Someone's another. God is going to give you speed, in the name of Jesus. God is going to give you speed. Those things that you think that have passed you by, God is redeeming the years for you in the name of Jesus, and God is restoring you in the name of Jesus. So he outran. Why he abide? He stayed. He stayed in the place of prayer. He stayed in the place. Oh, my time is up. He stayed in the place of the word. So stay with God. John fifteen verse one to ten. It talks about if you abide in the vine, and what happens, you become one. A man of God called it the law, the doctrine of interpenetration. You become one with God. Why? You abide. The same John 15 verse 10 says, abide in my love. Abide in my word. So abide in the love of God. Abide in his word. And then after you have finished abiding, why is abiding? Okay, so how do you abide? Let's talk about how to abide, right? One is to spend time fellowshipping by yourself with the word of God, right? Second um, Corinthians 13, 14. Another thing is to fellowship with the believers. You see, the devil will make you lazy and not come to church. Because when, you want, when a lion wants to catch a gazelle, it looks for the one that is out of the pack. And that becomes the easiest prey. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, iron sharpeneth iron. So you come together in the fellowship of believers. And together we abide. I don't mean those believers, those people that the only time you abide together is when you are, you know. I mean those that are in the word. When you abide together, iron will sharpen iron. First John 1 verses 3, Hebrews 10. Please open your Bibles with me to Hebrews 10. I'll read that one. Hebrews 10 verses 24 and 25. Okay, I think I'll just stop wherever I can and then maybe God gives us grace some other time. Hebrews 10 verses 24 and 25. I'll just read the New King James Version. It says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exalting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So we stir each other to love, and to good works. So how do you abide? You can abide alone in your quiet time with God. You can also come into fellowship of believers. Why is that important? Some of you know as you want to read the Bible sleep will come because you need to see the revelation of the word you are reading. As you are praying in the Holy Spirit you have prayed for 15 minutes like one of our HOD was praying yesterday with us and when you open your eye four is go. So you want to pray but as you are praying when you open your eye it's 6 a.m. alarm but you still be praying in tongues as you open your eye because you are still praying in the spirit. You know that's your prayer life. Then find someone and say wake me up. Let's pray together. Iron sharpens iron. And as you see, you are, you see that you are able to tarry longer in the place of prayer. You read the word of God and it's like tales by moonlight. Find a friend. So I read John three sixteen. What does it mean to you? I will say what it means to me. And as we are talking, we become better. So sometimes you don't have to abide alone. You need the company of believers. I'll just try and wrap up. Um, So what are the benefits of abiding? One, it connects you to God. You become more like God. You become fruitful. John 15 verses 1. It says you cannot sin. The reason the Bible says that he that is born of God cannot sin. It's because that one that is born of God is abiding. If you are not abiding, there's possibility of apostasy. Maybe Word Wednesday people will teach apostasy. So see Bumi. Bumi, stand up. They will help you to talk about apostasy after maybe one of the Word Wednesdays will take it. So don't think that one not say forever. Um, jack, fall, save you. So you just be doing any hour, any hour, any hour. Okay. So number one, you abide. Number two, you watch your desires. A desire is a strong feeling of want for something. First Peter two two, you desire the word of God. Says desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow. Psalm one twenty two verses one, you desire to stay in the presence of the Lord. Um, the psalmist says, "I was glad when they said to us, let us go into the house of God.'" I spoke about that corporately or individually. You desire spiritual gifts. You see people prophesying. You desire it. That's what First Corinthians says: desire the spiritual gifts. So don't say it can never happen to me. No, you don't have a desire for it. You don't want it. But if you want it to show off so that you can show your HOD that nobody be you come, God will not give you. But the Bible says that the gifts are given for the effective working of ministry. Right? So desire the sincere gift. Desire obedience. The Bible says that God desires obedience. desire spiritual things. I think I'll end here. So two things. Um, there are four more things too but because my time is up. So two things to watch. In our growth with God, one, is to abide individually and collectively. Two, check your desires. What are the things that you desire? What are the things that you have an appetite for? And you don't have to do it alone. You have the Holy Spirit to help you. I pray that God will help us to desire him, to know him more. And that the blessing that comes with this new life that we have in Christ Jesus will be ours in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We ask, Lord God Almighty, that you change our appetites. Give us the grace to spend time with you in the word. Give us the grace to desire the sincere milk of the word of God, that we might grow thereby. We give you all the glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.